Funding for this podcast comes from MathWorks, creators of MATLAB and Simulink software, accelerating the pace of engineering and science. Learn more at MathWorks.com. Hey, it's Daryl C. Murphy. Team Common is off today, but we've still got a great show in store for you. It's episode three from our Climate Now series, which published on April 19th and takes us to a patch of woodland in Hyde Park called Crane Ledge Woods. WBUR Podcasts, Boston. I'm Daryl C. Murphy, and you're listening to The Common. All this week, we're bringing you stories about the very present impact of climate change on the greater Boston region. That's right, what climate change looks like and feels like in our communities right now. Today, we're in Hyde Park, in the rain, where a coalition of residents are pushing back on a plan to develop an area called Crane Ledge Woods. It's a 24-acre parcel that's the largest unprotected wild in Boston, and residents say that losing it will exacerbate the effects of climate change in the community. We're in a Walgreens parking lot outside of Crane Ledge Woods, which is... The largest unprotected urban wild in Boston. Who are you, sir? I'm Ricky Yoder. <laughs> I'm a resident right adjacent to Crane Ledge Woods and a uh, co-leader of our Mount Hope Canterbury Neighborhood Association. Nice. So I understand uh, you are about to lead us on a tour through these woods, right? Yes. Not through the woods, on the perimeter. Yeah, let's be clear. Not through the woods, because we don't want to break any laws because it's private property. Now, why? What's the significance of these woods besides the fact that they are unprotected urban wild right now? Well, these woods are a real gem. It's full of wildlife. The woods give the neighborhoods protection from some climate change uh, threats, including heavy flooding, heat island effects from the uh, excessive heats we're facing in the summer. Uh, it cleanses the air from the pollutants from our surrounding main highways. But it's, it's a, a sanctuary. And uh, these woods are under threat now? The owner of the property, uh, Jubilee Christian Church, they have decided to uh, sell part of it to Lincoln Properties, a developer out of Texas who wants to build a 270-unit uh, townhouse luxury apartment complex that will not serve this neighborhood at all. This oh. is an environmental justice neighborhood, uh, majority people of color, working class neighborhood. This project that goes through, besides destroying this woods, will drive up surrounding rents and make it harder for people to live here. Well, shall we begin? Yes, let's. After you, sir. Thank you. How you doing? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, can I get your name? Barbara Hamilton. And where do you live? I live on the eastern side, I guess, of uh, Crane Ledge. I grew up in this neighborhood. It was called Sally's Rock back in the day. So tell me, what went through your mind when you heard about the proposed project? Well, it's a resource that I was hoping that would be here for my granddaughters. We hope to be able to enjoy it, you know, have it for their enjoyment in the future. 
There's bunnies running around and people walking their dogs and coyotes who have this as a natural habitat. They should not be walking down Wood Ave. Yeah. But, you know, they've been pushed out of places like this and throughout the city. And so we can somewhat cohabitate if they're in their area, if they are left with a natural area but they shouldn't be walking down the street. <laughs> yeah, you, you have your property, they have yeah, theirs. That's right, that's right, that's right. So now we took a little stroll around the woods. We walked along American Legion Highway. We walked up into the neighborhood, and we are standing uh, in a residential area where I am looking, like, straight ahead, and I see this big hill, you know, this rocky hill that looks really nice. And I'm just imagining what this would look like on a spring day when everything is green and, you know, I'm picturing uh, folks out here barbecuing or something like that. That's what I'll be doing. Because uh, it looks, it looks kind of like, almost like a park, you know? My name is Tracy Henderson Sandifer. And I live in Eastern Rosendale, so 10 minutes walk from um, Cranesledge Woodlands. Before you heard about the development that is now threatening Craneledge Woods, uh, what was your relationship with this urban wild? Uh, before I heard about the development, we actually could take a, a walk up into the ledge, and I would enjoy looking at the sights, and I was in awe. And looking at the pollinators and the, and the wildlife there, it's just beautiful, and my relationship also is it helps me breathe. It helps me breathe in this neighborhood. And um, where we're an environmental justice neighborhood, a lot of people here have asthma, so we need these woods to breathe. Mm-hmm. 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 Well, let me ask you this. You know, they want to build housing, right? And even though it's luxury housing, mm-hmm. Boston is in a housing crisis right now, right? What do you think about that tension where some folks might say, but we need housing. Okay, so I believe we need housing, affordable housing, real affordable housing somewhere else, not here on Crane Ledge Woodlands. Mm -hmm. I mean, this is an urban green. Mm -hmm. So I'm not against development, but I'm against development here at Crane Ledge Woodlands. We need to save this for our future. And climate change is real. And if anyone watches David Attleborough, he tells us, We better take care of this now. We're going to take a quick break, but we'll be right back. The world's clean energy future relies on ancient elements still in the ground. Without mining, there will not be a clean energy transition. But pulling them out of the ground comes at an environmental and human cost. Mining is intrusive, but the results are the building blocks for products that we use every single day. I'm Meghna Chakrabarty. Join me on point for Elements of Energy, Mining for a Green Future, five special episodes. Listen and follow On Point wherever you get your podcasts. Did you kill Marlene Johnson? 
I think you're one of the first people to have actually asked. From WBUR and ZSP Media, this is Beyond All Repair, a new podcast about an unsolved murder that will leave you questioning everything. Somebody should be in jail for murdering my sister. A woman who's never been believed. As long as they think I have done this, then they're not looking for who actually did this. And that's what makes it a cold case. No, it's a botched case. And a search for the truth, once and for all. Wow, it just gets more interesting. Beyond All Repair. Listen and follow wherever you get your podcasts. Be careful. You're digging in a place that's been very peaceful for a while. Do it anyway. Dig. And we're back. As we continued the tour, we met up with Hyde Park resident Jose Masso. If you think that name is familiar, it's because Jose is also the host of WBUR's Saturday night music program, Con Salsa, which he produces out of his home studio right on the edge of Crane Ledge Woods. Hello, hello. How are you? I'm good. Yourself? You're looking well, my brother. How have you yeah, been? I've been all right. Uh, can you introduce yourself? Sure. Jose C. Masso III. And uh, what brings you out here today in the uh, rain? To welcome you <laughs> to uh, this part of the beautiful city of Boston, otherwise known as Hyde Park, and to my home here in the Hyde Park neighborhood so you can uh, see what we uh, have to offer as far as Crane Ledge is concerned. Mm-hmm. My wife and I bought our home here 48 years ago. Come on back. I'll show you what, what was the selling point. When we all walked out here and back, this is what we saw. And when we saw this, it was quite attractive to be in the city and to be able to have this as our backyard. So directly behind the house, there's this big rock ledge. Just looks like it's been here forever. And of course, there's, you know, some trees growing out of it. And then, you know, it goes around all the way around, all around the house, all around the property. It's like you're being hugged by these woods. You know, and just uh, being reminded of the landscape that has been here for thousands, maybe millions of years, you know. So, yeah, I, in my mind, I'm thinking this is like a situation where it's okay to be an NB. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, it's not so much I don't want the development in my backyard because of this. It's more because of what a change like this would affect so many people, right? Mm-hmm. And so... Listen, I come from a background having worked in public services. My last job was director of policy at Massport, so I know about development. Mm-hmm. You know, and we look at the seaport, Massport played a big role in the seaport's development, so I know the role of development in the city and what the pros and cons are. But at the same time, you learn from those experiences to know what to do better the next time around. And one of the things we've learned about climate change is, you know, the more green canopy that we have, the better it is for all of us, right? Mm-hmm. If you look at this tree right here, Beautiful tree. It used to give us shade. My neighbor, unfortunately, one time woke up and one of those storms had uh, lightning in it. It cracked the tree. He had to knock it down. The results of that one tree being knocked down, the wind increased here. And you could feel it immediately after you knocked down. Of course, no more shade. And the temperature changed as well. And so I'm cognizant if that's one tree, just one tree, imagine knocking down 10 acres of trees. 
I'm Erica Holm. I am the urban ecologist for Mass Audubon, and I'm also a Rosendale resident just down the street. So Erica, I want to ask you directly, what's at stake if this development goes through? Yeah. Losing large portions of urban forest, you're going to lose tree canopy. You're losing the shade that comes from the tree canopy, which influences urban heat island effect. So when you look at the heat plan for Boston right now, when you look at climate ready Boston right now, those documents show this area as slightly cooler than the surrounding neighborhoods. If these trees are to disappear, this area would be significantly hotter you would lose mature trees. And mature trees are kind of where you are getting the most stormwater runoff avoidance. So stormwater runoff would be water from a storm raining like it is today coming down the slope. And actually right behind us in Jose's yard, we can see that we have a birch tree, uh, about a 15, 20 inch red oak and a smaller red maple. And, And those roots of those trees are inside the cracks of this rock and they're soaking up the water from the storm. Folks in this neighborhood are worried about flooding. And if you add impervious surface on top of the ledge, you won't have those trees soaking up the water. There is an additional air quality piece to this. Um, Mature forests are soaking up our pollutants in urban environments. So we walked along the road, we heard the cars going by. There's particulate matter that can come out of those cars and trees are absorbing a lot of those air pollutants. So it's really important that we have blocks of forest where there are more mature trees that can absorb some of those air pollutants. We are at the end of our tour at Clarendon Hills, which is a development of condos for people who are 55 years or older. So Rick, tell me, where are things now with the fight to preserve Crane Ledge? It's been two years now, this fight to save Crane Ledge Woods. And mostly the focus has been on Boston Planning and Development Agency's uh, role in vetting this proposal and the community's input along the whole process. And near the end now, the PTA's staff actually disapproved the final uh, proposal. Now the developer has time to redesign the whole thing. Uh, That's one option. And we'll just have to wait and see what they actually plan on doing. What will it take to save Crane Ledge Woods? Developer Lincoln Properties to back away from this project either voluntarily or because the BVDA says uh, we're not going to allow you to build. And then at that point, uh, the next step would be for uh, the city step forward and negotiate a fair market value for this of the land, all 24 acres, uh, from Jubilee Christian Church, the owner of the property, and then put it in a conservation, have it protected for the use of citizens of Boston, for everybody. Before we go, I should say that The Common did reach out to Jubilee Christian Church for a comment on this story. However, we have yet to hear back. That's all for our show today. Thank you, as always, for listening to The Common. 
We'll be back with another installment of our series on climate change in the Boston area tomorrow. In the meantime, we'd love to hear your thoughts on this episode and the series. So hit us up on Instagram or email us at thecommon at WBUR.org. Today's episode was produced by Franny Monahan. I'm Daryl C. Murphy, and I'll talk to you tomorrow.